Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about the best way to tell the difference between a stress fracture and a stress reaction. Before we get started, I just want to mention that I've made something for you that I think you're going to find really helpful if you're listening to this episode. It's called the Stress Fracture Masterclass. And what it will do is it will help you understand how bad your stress fracture really is. You're going to learn the differences between stress response and stress reaction, stress fracture, and what all that really means to a recovering runner who wants to run. So check it out at the end of the episode. So the big question is this, how are runners like us who don't like hearing doctors say, just stop running, who know that we simply have to stay active, how do we heal in a way that lets us stay strong, maintain our running fitness, and keep preparing for the next race, and still heal without making the injury worse? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Dr. Christopher Segler, and welcome to the Doc on the Run podcast. Metatarsal stress fractures are one of the most common overtraining injuries afflicting runners. And much of the time, the stress fracture is preceded by what we as doctors call a stress reaction. Now, that's not as bad as a stress fracture. But if you ignore the warning signs of a stress reaction and keep on running in the same way, applying the same stress, the stress reaction will advance to a full-on stress fracture that can keep you out of training for months. Most people think an x-ray of the foot is the best way to tell the difference between the stress fracture and a stress reaction, but that assumption is false. If you're trying to figure out whether or not you're in the early phases of the stress fracture injury process, you have to take action to figure out what is going on immediately. This episode will help explain that process. Now, every single day, I think about running injuries, talk about running injuries, and talk to injured runners who are trying to continue to run and heal all while they heal their running injuries, like stress fractures. In my experience, most injured runners misunderstand this process. In fact, many doctors misunderstand this process as well. And we all want something simple like an x-ray of the foot or an MRI to give us a clear picture and a concrete answer immediately. But if your doctor is unsure whether or not you have a problem with the metatarsal bone, one of the extensor tendons near the metatarsal bone, or one of the neighboring joints at the end of the metatarsal bone, well, then an x-ray or an MRI might be useful. But if your doctor, or if you as the injured runner are already convinced you have a stress-related problem like a metatarsal stress fracture or metatarsal stress reaction, then there is often a serious problem with ordering both of these studies. An x-ray of the foot will only show two things. First, it will show a severe stress fracture that has a significant crack which is visible in the metatarsal bone. The second thing is that a stress fracture that has been present for a long time and already started to heal, well, that will show up on an x-ray, but that's way too far into your healing and you will have lost a lot of fitness at that point. Now, an MRI of the foot will also only show two things. Number one, a severe stress fracture that has a significant crack in the metatarsal bone, which of course you could just see on an x-ray, or number two, inflammation within the metatarsal bones that may be overread by the radiologist and actually called a stress fracture when it's really only a stress reaction. So let's imagine you're worried you had a stress fracture. You decided to call me for a second opinion webcam visit so we could sit down and discuss it and decide how bad it really is given your current circumstances. You might think 
the first thing I would do is order an x-ray or an MRI of your foot, but you would be wrong. Here's what I would actually ask you to do. Number one, get your base numbers on how much pain you have. Rate everything on a scale of one to 10. How much pain do you have sitting in your chair right now? If the number zero, write it down. If it's a two out of 10, write that down. How much pain do you have walking around your home with shoes on? How much pain do you have walking around barefoot? How much pain do you have when you're walking up or down the stairs in your home? How much pain do you have on carpet versus hardwood floors versus tile floors? Write all of your base pain numbers down so you can compare those numbers to what you're about to do next. Now, the second thing is try to remove some of the stress off of the metatarsal using any of the different methods I illustrate and describe in the metatarsal stress fracture course for runners. Now, let's say you add some padding. Well, if you walk around and you get your numbers again, they would be different if it's improving. So you'd have to write those numbers down as well so you could try to see how much better it feels and you can get a comparison of how much it actually hurts when you're not protecting it and how much it hurts when you're reducing some of the stress and strain on that metatarsal bone. And then the third step is to figure out how much of the pain in your foot is really caused by inflammation where that inflammatory fluid is distending the tissues and making it ache a little bit more and how much of that pain is really attributable just to the bone injury, whether it's a stress fracture or a stress reaction. Now, there are several different ways to do this, and I describe all of them in detail in the metatarsal stress fracture course for runners. Many runners, I will tell you, want to take ibuprofen to remove that inflammation because that's an anti-inflammatory drug. But taking anti-inflammatory medications at this stage of your evaluation process is a terrible idea. Ibuprofen can simply decrease your ability to feel the discomfort, and that is actually completely counter to the process at hand. You're trying to figure out what the difference is with all these subtle adjustments that you're making. Now, many people would like to use an ice pack and just put it on the top of your foot. Now, that will make it feel better, and this can reduce some of the inflammation, but it's not the best method because it doesn't decrease the temperature deep within the foot. You can completely submerge your foot in ice water, and that is certainly more effective, but an even better method of removing the inflammation in and around the injured metatarsal bone is to do this thing that we call the contrast bath routine. Now, there's a whole separate lesson on that that explains exactly how we do it in the metatarsal stress fracture course for runners. So to recap, when doing your webcam second opinion call and you think you have a stress fracture... I would ask you to get all of these base numbers first. Then you get a second set of numbers after you've removed some of the stress and strain to the injured metatarsal bone to protect it. And of course, we would discuss the particular method that would be best for you based on your circumstances and all of that during the webcam call. But after that, what we would do is we would talk about the best method to reduce the inflammation in the injured metatarsal bone, which then gives you your final set of numbers. At that point, you really know how much it hurt before, how much it hurts once you remove the inflammation, and how much better it is with some of these simple steps to protect the metatarsal so that you can do more activity. And that assessment process from there is actually really very simple. If you have a stress reaction, you should expect a huge improvement in the amount of discomfort or pain you have once you've removed that inflammation because that, that part of the pain that's caused by the distension of the soft tissue, by the swelling, well, that's gone now. It, but if you have a severe stress fracture with an actual crack in the bone, you wouldn't see much improvement at all because, frankly, 
The crack in the bone is causing most of the pain, not really the inflammation. When you reduce all the stress and strain applied to the specific injured metatarsal bone with a mild stress reaction, that's going to improve greatly. So let me give you an example. Let's say you have no pain at all when you're sitting on the couch, and so you would rate that as a 0 out of 10. And maybe you have a pain level of 2 out of 10 while you're walking around barefoot on carpet. You have maybe a 1 out of 10 while walking around the house wearing your running shoes. And then you modify the insert in your running shoes and your pain goes to zero. Well, think about that. What does that really tell you? Well, a freshly cracked or fractured metatarsal bone will never be a zero when you're walking around, even if you do make some modifications to the insert in the shoe. In fact, it'd probably even hurt in a fractured walking boot. But what all this tells you most importantly is how much activity you can actually do. And an MRI or an x-ray would never give you that answer. The most important goal when you have any overtraining injury like a metatarsal stress fracture is to figure out how to maintain your running fitness by reducing the stress and strain to the injured metatarsal bone so you can keep working out. You can only do that if you have a clear picture of the severity of the injury, which you can only get by testing different methods of removing the stress and strain to the metatarsal bone while you're simultaneously reducing the inflammation that's contributing to the pain level. And just as a side note, I'll just say that although the fracture walking boot is the most common treatment prescribed for injured runners with these kind of injuries, it is something that I personally rarely use for any significant period of time with injured runners. Now, although the fracture walking boot will protect the metatarsal bone, it will also decimate your fitness. If you're not exactly sure where you are in the continuum of injury from stress response to stress reaction to stress fracture, make sure you either go through the metatarsal stress fracture course for runners or get a second opinion immediately from someone who understands running injuries. That way, you'll get back to running as quickly as possible. Now listen, if you really want to understand how bad your stress fracture really is, you have to understand the different forms of stress fractures. And this is something I teach to you in the Stress Fracture Masterclass. Now, it's free. You can go sign up. It's at docontherun.com slash masterclass, all one word. And in this session, I'm going to teach you the differences between stress response, stress reaction, and stress fractures and what all of those different stages really mean to a recovering runner who wants to run and maintain your running fitness while recovering. So just go to docontherun.com slash stress fracture masterclass and sign up now.